welcome back to Backbeat Conversations. On this podcast, we like to talk about all the facets of the music industry and bridge the gaps between them. I'm Julian Francis, here with my co-host, Alina Henry. Hi, guys. And this week, our guest is Christian Davis. Hey, how's it going? What's up, bro? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. We're happy you're here, too. So can you give our listeners a brief introduction of yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, some short, I guess. Um, yeah, my name is Christian Davis. Um, I pretty much just make uh, beats in my bedroom for the most part. Uh, I'm an artist. Um, I love piano. I love jazz. I, I grew up pretty much playing piano. Um, me and Julian actually went to the same performing arts school, which is pretty sick. Uh, but yeah, pretty much a jazz musician who likes video game stuff and kind of inserts that into my music and likes really psychedelic art along with it. Yeah, we actually both listened to your album and we were like, damn. <laughs> hey, I like that response. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you slash are you going to college? Um, right now I'm going to SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. Um, but as we all know, we're all doing it online. But I was actually doing yeah. it a little bit before because it was really mm-hmm. expensive to live there. So it was just like a cheaper option. So I've yeah. been staying in Philly for the most part, though. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Interesting enough, like, my major has nothing to do with music. I'm doing quinto <laughs> art. So, like, music is, like, kind of a hobby that I really, really like. Um, and I want to do it, like, professionally. I just, like, am not in the – not, like, learning get scholastically, I guess. Right. And a lot of people do that. Yeah. Perfectly valid. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your album, A Dreaming Mind? And if you want to listen to it, the link is in the description. Yes, please check it out. Um, so I kind of came up with the, the idea for the album like <laughs> a day before I wanted to release it. I more so released it because I had lots of new music that I was making. Um, and I like recently, I just put out an album before called like Booting Up. And that was sick. But I felt like I was kind of missing something in the sound. Um, and I learned like... I just recently learned what EQs were. So like I was trying stuff out with that and I was like, oh my God, this sounds so cool. You know, and I was like, I want to do, I want to put out the music that I've been working on. So like I took some, a bunch of like old tracks, uh, remixed them with the new knowledge I had of like the software and stuff um, mm-hmm. and made some like new stuff. And just basically it, um, it all kind of came together. And what I've kind of, what I've gotten a lot from the album before is that people like to listen to it to just kind of vibe out. It's really good to relax too. Uh, yeah, a lot of people say like it's really good to like smoke too, and I'm like, okay, cool, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Never works, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> and I'm like, awesome. So with that, I'm like, okay, so if, if my music is kind of psychedelic, kind of like put you in this trippy atmosphere. Uh, the first track, for example, I think that's called a dreamy mind. It just makes me that that transition into like the um, the horn section is just magical. And so I kind of focused on that, like, magic section of all my songs of where, mm. I don't know, like, for that, that's kind of how I describe it. It's just, like, the magic section where, like, cymbals come in and, like, keyboard sounds. Really cool stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, that's kind of where the dreaming part came from. And I made the artwork, <laughs> like, a day before. I just played with colors and just tried to make something that was really just kind of, like, show what the brain might be doing when it's just, like, daydreaming and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the the TV one. Oh yeah, I love. Yeah, it. yeah, I made that in like Photoshop. It was um, <laughs> I'm so new to it. 
or whatever. So I just was like, all right, I need something related to like video gamey aesthetic. So I looked up like Atari, um, pulled up a picture and I got it. Or I put on a filter and I grabbed a picture of roses and threw it together. And I was like, wow, this actually looks kind of vibey, you know. I kind of yeah. like the, the two albums have like completely different um, color tones or whatever. Like they're completely different and like sound, sound they're a little bit like different. But they're also different in like the way that they look, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Psychedelic music is like all about the vibes. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. psychedelic art, like if it doesn't make you want to just like look at it and like figure out the universe, it's probably not psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's kind of like my model for life. <laughs> yeah. Psychedelic. <laughs> I kind of love it. I really do. Yeah. I'm glad you guys dig it. Um, yeah, for sure. One of my favorite songs, uh, Desperado. Uh, that one has like the cool voices in it. Uh, mm-hmm. I just like that one. It gives me like really big Steven Universe vibes. I don't know if you guys watch that show. If you don't, please do. It's so good. Um, but Yeah. That kind of that's a huge inspiration for me. Just like cartoons and like that kind of aesthetic. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Also, cartoons make you think about the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> for real though, I get on cartoon kicks, and I'm like, why are these so good? Like, right? it's for seven year olds, but like, I, this is so it's so deep. Yeah, I was watching Adventure Time the other day, and they had like this episode, um, uh, where this like cookie, um. He robs a bank or whatever, um, but he like has hostages. But you know, like of course, like the currency for a cookie is like, you know, <laughs> um, they're in the Candy Kingdom, so it's not any money or whatever. So he's just in there with yeah. the hostages, and the only thing that he wants is the crown that's on the princess's head. Um, long story short, it kind of was like an allegory for like a kid from the urban city trying to aspire to have a dream that goes beyond what's in his little community. When he does that, it can kind of end up in him getting really damaged. AKA getting killed. And so it was like this allegory for that. And I'm like, dude, this is a cartoon for children. Why am I relating to this on such a <laughs> For real though. And that's like I've heard stuff before that people think that Adventure Time like is masquerading for kids. Like not like masquerading as being for kids, but it's like actually kind of adult. Oh yeah. But I feel like that's all cartoons in a way. Yeah. Like, I feel like even yeah. animated movies are like that because, like, I'll watch like a movie with my little cousins and be like, "Y'all, the point of this movie is so far over your heads," <laughs> but like, it's also not because like it's made so that you can understand it on like a little kid level. Whereas I, as now now an adult, which is scary, <laughs> am like, "Oh my god, the real world implication of this children's movie." <laughs> yeah. Facts, so. though. That's kind of what my major is. Um, I want to be, a, I'm a sequential art major at SCAD. So like I'm learning to do like the storyboard for cartoons and whatever. So like, that's like my endeavor mm. to just like be able to give that. I feel like a good cartoon is able to like touch all those like different age levels. Like someone, um, mm. like you can all go back and watch um, an episode of SpongeBob. And like, there's, of course there's funny stuff, but there's like some, we all can like really relate to Squidward now that we're older. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's certain things that you like really a good cartoon makes you appreciate these things in each stage of your life. And it's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even a couple of weeks ago, I learned the meaning behind the name Powerpuff Girls. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh. yeah it was, <laughs> they had, they had um, like way back when 
they had airplane races and like the the female pilots like Amelia Earhart and like uh something Fadden and Francis and like all them yeah. they wanted to like race with the guys and at first they were gonna let them but then the racing people were like no you're women you can't do that and like whatever and made them a separate one and they fought it and blah 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 and it got nicknamed powder puff and that's like still used as like i know like sometimes high schools will have like powder puff day for football and like they let the girls play football so they called them power puff girls and i was like that's so badass (laughs) i got like so much more respect for them now (laughs) exactly i I was like damn but anyway (laughs) when i lost i had a powerpuff girls cd that i watch all the time and i think honestly my mom just got rid of it (laughs) like i think she told me it was lost but because i would watch it like twice a day (laughs) oh no (laughs) and i cried for like days when we lost it i was like mom (laughs) oh no now you gotta tell her to buy you a new one (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) oh man well hey speaking of video games and cartoons why do you like video game music? Um, honestly, because it's like complex a lot of the time. It's like for sure, yeah. Complex, um, even from like eight bit stuff. <clears throat> if you find like really good video game music, you can find like the little licks or whatever that's in there. And like, mm-hmm. I, I listen to like jazz renditions of eight bit tunes or whatever, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, how did you, how did you take that like little lick or whatever and turn it into a whole medley or whatever? You know what I mean? It's so sick what mm-hmm. you can do with those like um little tunes and with the lack of technology they had back then i have a lot of respect for the form um and a lot of it is tied to just experience like when you experience video games and stuff you kind of get um attached to like music that happens at certain moments in in, like a video game or whatever um it's a little different for me because honestly i don't play a bunch of video games what i do is i watch a lot of youtube videos where people talk about video games and yeah. I kind of, when I was younger, I got really attached to those. And those would be the way that I would know about like SNES or N64. Because I didn't own those systems. So like, mm-hmm. that was like my way of like learning all this video game knowledge and stuff. And so I really got an appreciation for that through um, kind of building those experiences with those videos. And then uh, when I would listen to the songs themselves, I would understand like, wow, I can see how this could bring such a, a feeling of nostalgia to people when they're playing games and stuff. So I guess a lot of the complexity and just nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've seen some of the videos from 8-Bit Music Theory. And every time I'm like, <laughs> oh, like that's a complicated song. Yeah. And like it just is it's all happening so fast a lot of the time and you're not focused on it you're like playing a game so you're not really hearing mm-hmm. it so like when you just sit down and listen you're like whoa wait a second <laughs> <laughs> i actually was listening to like this Kirby, i was listening to some kirby music and i found this cool operatic piece and i was like wait a second i kind of hear a beat over this <laughs> so what i did is I, I like sampled the opera part of the song and i made a hip-hop beat out of it and i love that you could do that with video game music like it's it's so versatile oh, really you know what i mean yeah it but, is go ahead elena no i didn't i didn't say i didn't realize that because i wanted to ask you that question because i've never had someone say like i love video game music i don't know it, it just really it's really just grown on me over time i guess um a lot of like the friends that me and julian had uh in school we all kind of like video games and stuff so like being around them like really cultivated that kind of love for it 
and then I just started to really appreciate it. Honestly, YouTube really helps that people go, mm-hmm. if you give people just something, they will go nuts with it and they will find any, like any kind of way to like distort it and make it cool. And video game music has been used in hip hop, like a lot. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's yeah like even like little sound clips. Like the coin in Mario, that sound clip mm-hmm. I've been used a ton of time in like rap. Uh, yeah. The mention of like Sega and stuff, that's really affected it. Um, and certain like sound clips from like maybe like a lot of like 8 bit stuff, not really like new age music, new age mm-hmm. video game music, but a lot of like 8 bit stuff just like because that's the generation they came from, you know? Mm hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because I know our friends did like, they did a song called Curvy. Nice. And I think it was the Kirby video game music, but I don't know anything about video games, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. It probably was. It probably was. Yeah. And does that, I, you might not know, but does that, like, work the same way as, like, if I was going to sample, like, Beyonce? Like, do I have to go through the same permission if I want to sample something from, like, Sonic? I, I don't think so. It might okay. be, but I, I don't think so, especially, like, yeah, I don't know for sure. Hmm. I would assume you have to get some kind of rights, but I don't know that it would be... Like, it's difficult. Maybe not for, like, a coin or something, or, like, the ring sound. I don't think you would need permission for that, right? Because that's so used and, like, out there, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult thing, because you're like, what is what is just, like, a generic noise versus, like, the Mario corn corn the mario coin (laughs) (laughs) or like or like what is i think it's just is the thing generic enough to not need a license yeah to use it yeah gonna use like the sonic music you would need a license for that probably but i don't yeah (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know because i think they could even make the argument of like when you hear the sonic ring noise or the mario coin noise like or even like mario growing yeah. like everybody knows what those sounds are they know that they're mario from nintendo so it's like is is it just a coin noise you know what i mean like there's yeah. just coin noises in uh money Life. from from pink <laughs> floyd like or is it just i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah that would be interesting to find yeah. out that is really interesting i never would have even thought of that <laughs> Because I guess, because I wouldn't just use, like, the Batman soundtrack. Like, I would need to go through yeah. and get, like, Hans Zimmer's permission for that. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Ah, I'm questioning all my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because I'm, like, like, video game music isn't, like, owned by record labels, right? Also I don't know. Like, if you, like, post something on YouTube, if you put video game music behind it, I don't think it gets copyrighted. Most of the time. Oh. Yeah, I think video game music kind of ex- might be excluded from that. I'm not sure because I don't hear, like the YouTubes I used to watch, they never complained about it because they, you know how you can put Beyonce or Drake or anything uh, that's mainstream in your video or else, boop, you're not getting any money. Um, yeah. But they never complained about that. Uh, hmm. And still to this day, they haven't ever complained about it. And I hear it like, even a lot of, like a lot of YouTubers, like, um, some of the mainstream ones where you will use like the the Wii Shop music theme and never like have any. I don't think they get like demonetized for it. 
So I'm thinking like that kind of stuff is kind of open um, just because it's from video games. I don't know. I just Googled it and there's not really like a great answer. Okay. Is it like a gray area kind of thing? Yeah. It's kind of like, it's like, is or is it? Like there's not like a, there's like all these long think piece articles I don't have time to read right now. <laughs> yeah. Just give me an I'm, answer. I know. I'm, yeah, thinking no. it's, I'm thinking some of it, like if you're like making, like if you're like analyzing 8-bit music, right? Or something. Yeah. It's probably under like fair use because you're, you're giving an opinion. You're like commentating. But if you're going to like sample it or just like put the Wii shop music over your whole video, because like I've seen that too, or like the me theme. Yeah. I feel like YouTube doesn't catch it because it's it's probably not under, it's not under a label. It's not under ASCAP. It's not under CSAC. Like it's yeah. not under anything. So they it, don't have a way to like track it. Right. Yeah, that's weird. Oof. Sorry, video games. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so for a little bit of an abrupt switch in topic here, um, can you tell us about the webcomic you currently have in the works? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, a bit of a switch up. So the idea is for me to kind of take that idea and move it to animation at some point. But mm. the premise is these kids, um, there's four of them. Their names are Cross, Hiro, Omasa, and Paul. Um, they all live in a city called Miracle City. Um, and the whole bit about the city is that um, if you get, if you experience trauma in any way, usually, or there's a, a being called the shaman who will give you a gift. This gift usually helps you during your trauma or helps, or as a reward after your trauma. This reward mm -hmm. often gives you a power. Um, usually it's something that you can't control. And through understanding your trauma, you'll have better control over your ability. Usually people don't have a good time understanding their trauma, so they don't really have control over their ability. So these kids basically have to find a way to shut down the evil fashion corporation that is taking over uh, the city. Uh, it's the fashion corporation, the name of it is called Bravo. And it's kind of like a life brand. It's not exactly just shirts and pants. It's like this house was made by Bravo. This, these stairs are made by Bravo. This cup was made by Bravo. Everything is Bravo. So it's kind of like, like everyone uses it. It's the biggest brand. And the person, the mogul in charge of it is kind of an asshole. But um, the town is in love with her. She's an icon. So they have to figure out who exactly has abilities and what they plan to do with it. Because um, there's like a doomsday thing happening too, which is kind of fun. But uh, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, it's really cool to like kind of, I've kind of had this new thought in terms of like characters. But I want to make them deep. And I, of course, I don't want them to be like surface level. Um, but mm -hmm. I learned that stories are so easily consumable when they're like funny. Um, if your story can do, that's why I have such a respect for cartoons because if your story can be both funny and give those like deep parts, then you got it. You can keep the audience entertained. You also can, those who want to see that, that like deeper side of it can. And if you don't, you can just laugh and enjoy the giggles or whatever. So I'm trying to find like a cool balance mm -hmm. between how do I talk about someone getting hit by a car and also make people laugh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So was, I want to like touch on like deep trauma and also find a way to make it to like geek at it a little, little bit just to like kind of like not soften it because of course all trauma is like no one wants to go through it but the whole point of the show is saying move on not move on but like it takes time and with friends by your side it really helps to go through all this and that's kind of the message that I really want to send with the show but yeah that's what I have yeah. in mind 
That's hardcore. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the thing you said about trauma and like con- controlling the gifts the shaman gives you. That is such an interesting like allegory to like therapy? Question mark? Maybe is that what you intended? I uh, didn't. Can you speak more on that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just cuz it's like it's not like obviously when you get trauma you get a gift but like mm-hmm. learning to like manage the trauma will mm-hmm. keep your keep you from like hurting other people with it right. yeah and so like if you have to con- control the gift then it's like not letting it hurt other people yeah wow i really dig that now i'm going to incorporate it <laughs> <laughs> nice <Thank> you elena <laughs> I feel like that's what's cool about that gift thing, though, is because I feel like people will interpret it in whatever way that they need to. Yeah. 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 I want to be really vast with the characters. I want to show people mm-hmm. like being one, like being wonderful people and using their gift to the best of their abilities, and also people who are vile and want to use their their, their ability to just cause mayhem, and also people who mm-hmm. want to use it for good and just had their intentions just ended up doing bad, you know? Because that's how life is. Mm. Sometimes just stuff happens and you can't really control it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing I learned just, like, growing up and stuff, dude. Like, you just, sometimes you just got to accept life for what it is, you know? <laughs> and, like, acceptance is such a big thing in the right circumstance. Sometimes, you know, you got to fight back. You got to fight the power. But uh, <laughs> accepting <laughs> with certain things in life is good and it, like, brings peace at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I want to read that. Can you send that to us when you finish it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's so neat. I um, I do need voice actors too. Like, I want to. The goal is like oh. the comics. I'm gonna like draw them out. Uh, I've been doing. I don't know if you guys uh, follow my Instagram, but uh, I've yeah. been doing lots of art on there, and I'm kind of kind of like trying to find the style that I want to go for with the um with the comic and then once I do I'm going to start uh basically putting it out on YouTube um me and my cousin have like a little film organization where we're working on different projects and this will be one of them um but yeah I'm going to put it out on YouTube and what the thing is I want to have voices for the characters to be speaking um the goal is to have something as close to the final product as possible so that maybe something like Cartoon Network or Funimation or whoever the hell wants to can pick it up and be like, I love this. Let's make this into an actual show, you know? Yeah. I love that. I volunteer. Yeah, yes. me too. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> yeah, for real. I want to do that hardcore. Um, so what does a day in your life look like? And you could talk about pre-coronavirus. You could talk about during coronavirus yeah (laughs) whatever (laughs) um honestly pre-coronavirus and post-coronavirus or during coronavirus i should say is um is pretty similar um since i was doing online before i just would like wake up do schoolwork or check up on that and then make music um i like to if i'm not feeling it it's not working we do something else but if i'm feeling it i can Mm -hmm. like work on a song for like hours on end and that's my day um unless like school is in between but I'm often like I'm kind (laughs) of I'm playing games sometimes um or just like focus on writing or focus on music um I'm constantly 
one of the things that kind of keeps me sane low-key is YouTube drama. I like keeping up to date with it. <laughs> Oddly enough. It just like Honestly, I relate. <laughs> it, it's so relaxing to be involved in something usually so petty and stupid and just like be on the yeah. outside like, wow, these people are so dumb. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, but, like it's nice to listen to something that absolutely doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Like sometimes I get like a pit in my stomach that's like, wow, that's that's really vile that someone would do that. And then I see an ad for like Wade Shadow Legends and then I'm okay. So it's, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um yeah, pretty much just kinda especially with coronavirus, I've been kinda just going at life at what it takes what what it gives me. You know, if music is inspiring me today, then that's what we do. Um kinda going off my feelings a lot recently, um, which I think is good just to be in touch with that and be in touch with um, what the universe is giving you, what God is giving you, what, what's on your mind, you know, um, and kind of just going from there. And sometimes I push it. Sometimes like, I need to make a song. I want to draw something. Or sometimes I just vibe it. It's kind of like, I wanted to go by bedroom beats for a while because I thought that kind of encapsulated my vibe. I'm just a guy making beats in his bedroom, you know? <laughs> That's kind of yeah. what I want to I do. I want to get super professional at it, of course, but that's the kind mm-hmm. of vibe I want to keep is just someone who makes music because they love it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That's pretty much a day. <laughs> nice. I like it. I love that. I know it's it's hard to like, because like sometimes you're in the mood to write a song, but there's just no ideas. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It is so much. I, I used to feel so defeated when that when that would happen. I would be like, oh my God, am I a sucky musician? Like what what's going on? <laughs> I'd be like, did I, can I only make that song? Was that one song just a good one? Like, that's such a, like, narrow mindset to have. And I had to, it is. It'd be like, yo, relax, bro. It's just not your day. Keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, yeah. of, of course I don't have all the ideas when I sit down at the piano and I'm like, you need to write a song right now. Right. But, like, of course I get them when I'm, like, elbow deep in making chicken salad at work. Like, <laughs> someone come over here and write this thing down for me. <laughs> Oh my god if i like get an idea i'll like sometimes i'll be like um so like one time i was with my dad and i was helping he does like hvac stuff so like air conditioning and whatever so i'm helping him like move something or whatever and we move it and he's like i need you to do something i'm like wait 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 i have a, a song idea give me like one second so i like ran and i got my phone recorded and i was like and i like had to like beatbox or whatever and I think the idea even work on that song, but like sometimes, like the you just get that inspiration. You gotta like act. <laughs> I gotta do it right then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I get in trouble at work for that because I'll be like, "You're on your phone." I'm like, "No, H. One second. <laughs> I'll be right back." <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I love that. So, um, another drastic switch in topic. Um, so as Julianne said in our intro uh, on this podcast, we like to point out like all the parts of the industry that connect. So how important is album artwork to the album for you? Um, I like that question. For me, I think that album artwork is is pretty 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 important. Um, I actually haven't thought about it that much, but now we're like sitting here thinking about it. I'm like that. <laughs> that's like what gets you. That's the first thing you look at. Not even the title. I look at the visuals. I'm trying to see what this album is going to be like. 
just by what was it saying to me, you know? Like songs mm-hmm. can be one thing, but I can't see them. I can only hear them. That involves me buying the album and listening to it, you know? Sometimes I just want to see, you know? I don't know. It's it's super important. It's like a thumbnail for a YouTube video. <laughs> it's like it was yeah. attaches you, you know? Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. But yeah, that's if that's not really popping, your music can be fantastic, but people may not just be drawn to it. Especially now, like vibrant colors are so, that's what gets people, vibrant colors and flashy, or like the exact opposite, just like dark and dull, like extremely though. It's like these extreme things that really get people's attention. Yeah. yeah, I think it's incredibly important. What were you gonna say, Jay? I was just agreeing, but like it just reminds me of what you were talking about earlier when like you're right when the art matches the vibe like that's how people get drawn in because they look at the art and they're like oh I like that vibe yeah yeah I think yeah it separates because the the streaming is so um overpopulated with music that if your artwork catches people's eye that's just one more thing going for you yeah yeah yeah, especially, wow, that point really resonates. You're so right. Because, like, when you're just scrolling through, you're looking for whatever catches your eye first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe a song title might catch your eye, but, like, usually it's the visual. What does that mm-hmm. little square on the side look like? Yeah. yeah. Although sometimes you get those, like, weird song titles, like, I don't know, like, I Wish You Were Gay by Billie Eilish. I was like, all right, what's this about? I got to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you see it, it's like, you're, you're calling me, I'm going to answer. I have to. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? I need to figure this out. But usually it's the, the little, yeah, you're right, the little thumbnail. Because that's, that's like the little window into what might await you if you click on the album. Yeah. And if the window's not interesting, you're like, well, I guess the album probably won't be either. So we'll just skip right, right by that one. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of music. What do you think about the music industry right now? And again, coronavirus, not coronavirus, whatevs. Right. Um, honestly, I don't listen to a lot of the mainstream stuff. Um, maybe like rap Fair. is the only me <laughs> I really listen to. Um, I think it's, okay, controversial um, idea maybe. I don't know if you guys know what mumble rap is, uh, but I yeah. like I do. I think that it's like a subgenre within rap. I think that it is a valid subgenre. I think that mumble rap kind of, I love it for like the wordplay that they can get off sometime. It's really hard to hear it. Like when you're, you got to listen to it a couple of times, get the vibe of the song and kind of really focus in on the lyrics. But sometimes they say the most atrocious things um, in the most oddly poetic ways. It's like, I'm going <laughs> to really raunchy lyrics or whatever, like talking about really, really doing some awful things or whatever. But I don't know. Just like they say F you and like the most complex ways that I find it so entertaining. I just laugh at the lyrics. I kind of look mm. at it like a spoof of rap and I can kind of appreciate it because the beats are sick, one. Um, and the wordplay is kind of can get me sometimes. There's this guy named Young Solar Flare on YouTube. I listen to him and <laughs> he always has like the gain up on his voice. So it's like always <laughs> incredibly loud in my ears, but <laughs> it's always like super raunchy or whatever. And it just like keeps me going. It just is like this energetic song. And I like it for that. 
I also, I think that a lot of, I used to hate pop music, but I'm really starting to dig it now. I'm, I used to dislike it because I was like, it's not complex enough. And I'm, now I'm like, it doesn't need to be. And it's kind of mm-hmm. cool what they can do with the same four chords over and over again. I'm starting to dig it, you know? Um, but like, For there, sure, yeah. there's some powerhouses in there that I really like. Like Ariana Grande, used to not like her. Um, but I really, really, really like her. She's such a good singer and her producer's really good. So um, same with like Demi. I love her. Um, but yeah. Well, it's I interesting. Sorry, no, finish your thought. No, no, go ahead. Well, it's interesting to me because it's like no one would like, because if you're like, well, mumble rap is bad, like by that same logic, it would have to be like indie singers are also bad because like indie singing is like the mumble rap of pop music. So it's like, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And it's also like, it's like pop is, pop is different because it's like, pop is like the simplification of it, of like big thoughts. So it's like, how simple can I make this complex feeling? Hmm. Whereas like other music is like, how complex can I make this simple feeling? Yeah. Because like 21 Pilots will say a very like normal, like simple thought in like a very big, long way. Whereas like Ariana Grande will just be like, I'm needy. Someone come hang out with me. And like, that's the song. And it's like, they're just so different. That it's like, how could you even compare them to each other? Anyway, that was a rant. I love pop music also. And I love talking to people who love pop music. I love that. I really love that. I just get giddy. <laughs> uh, you said you like pop music and I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really starting to like dig it more. And I think because like I'm out of that, like, I feel like all musicians kind of go through that phase where they are like, Oh, pop music is bad. Not even like pop music is bad, but like not complex music is bad. I feel like a lot of musicians go that. Maybe it's just me. Who knows? Um, no, I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely all do. Like it's it okay. was just, like this like stuck up kind of idea, and then I like grew out of it. And I was like, you know what? It kind of slaps. It it just slaps. <laughs> it slaps a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's yeah. also like I know Lady Gaga said this, and she's my favorite, so I'll say it again. But um if you don't respect something, you can't be good at it. So I think people hear pop and they're like, well, I can do that. That's easy. And then because they don't respect it as an art form, like the quality's not there. Yeah. I think the same is with mumble rap. Like if you don't respect it as like a thing and a genre, and you're like, well, anybody can do that. I can do that. Then the quality's not going to be there. Like the wordplay and the, like the parts of it that you really like. Right. Then it's just, it's just noise, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually that noise is back to a sick beat, but it's still noise. <laughs> <laughs> I um another reason I really started to appreciate pop. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Glee, but I just started watching it. Oh my god, I love that show. It's so good, dude. <laughs> it and also the music in it, like the way they like do pop songs or like just old songs or whatever, and like an acapella version. We like did it a lot in like performing arts school or whatever, but it was just mm-hmm. a nice like nice to go back to that. And I really started to appreciate a lot of the musicality in those types of songs. And I was like, wow, they did like a Lady Gaga song. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. That's actually such a good song. That's so good. I know, I think Glee was like a lot of people's window to what music could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I sat through all six seasons of that freaking show. <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> I have only seen bits, bits and pieces, I must admit. You should watch. 
We should correct that, Julia. Okay, f- fine. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but yeah. All right. Pop music. <laughs> yeah, pop is good. I like it. What's your guys' uh, favorite styles of music? Oh. <laughs> That's a great question. Is all an answer is music that I like an answer? <laughs> fair. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very fair. <laughs> I like. I feel like I, because I can tell you what styles I know that I like. Like I know I like rock music, right? Or I I know I like pop music. I know I like indie. I know you know, etc. Yeah. But it's more so like, if I hear a song, and I and I'm like that slaps or that resonates with me or that's that's good. That's cool. Like. Like that works. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I consume music. You know, like we use Amazon music and like I just have my own playlist on the account. Um, and it's like literally it spans from progressive metal. So like Rush all the way to like comedy music. So like Ninja Sex Party, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, so I don't know what that is. <laughs> I feel like I I listen to music like you do, Julianne. Like, but I think the style of music I write is like rock. So like I love rock, and I always come back to rock. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm when I'm writing, but I I draw inspiration and like listen to music from everywhere. Like I just made a playlist that's twelve hours long, and it just sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm giving myself musical whiplash with this. Like the way that. It shuffled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I kind of, I love both of you guys' answers. So I'll, <laughs> I, <laughs> I kind of like pull from like different like aspects of like musical styles that I really like. You know what I mean? Like I like this about jazz. Like I love um, how skittish and like everywhere jazz can be. Um, mm-hmm. But I also like the stability of like pop music and how you know where it's going. Um, I like... Uh, I like the grunge of like metal, you know, I like that. Um, yeah. Like there's like different aspects of music. And of course there's like certain songs in those genres I don't particularly like, or like I can't really vibe to, but I kind of like you guys, I just like hear something. I'm like, yeah, I can dig that. Um, there's definitely styles. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's definitely me. Like if I hear jazz or video game music or something like that, then I'm like, yep, that's probably me. I like that. But I'm definitely <laughs> open to like anything, you know, if it slaps, it slaps. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's the beat, it's the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like there are things that I love about every genre. Like yeah. in December, we w- went to a like heavy metal concert with like, and I had never been to a heavy metal concert, and that was like five heavy metal bands, and it was like I just loved it. Yeah, because everybody was so respectful. Like we didn't have a problem with anybody the whole t- the whole night. Like. And, like, some of the bands were in on the joke. Like, they were in on, like, the, we make angry music. And then they would, it was, like, it was, like, fun for them. Like, they were, like, ha, ah, our music is ridiculous. And then some bands were, like, really angry. And, like, I loved the the way that it could be different. And I think that as musicians, we see that in every genre. Yeah. And that's why we listen to music, like, all of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love being in on the joke. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of music. It's like it's like 
head ass in a way do you know what i mean like yeah a little head ass are involved in being in on the joke with your own music <laughs> that's where the fun begins you know <laughs> yeah for sure so christian yo every podcast we do a segment called our shut up and let me do it moment and it has kind of a ridiculous name we know but it's the explanation for it is with this industry and with all like artistic industries or something business related or whatever we feel like you know you you get these moments of unexpected validation when you realize how much you've grown and you can be like I got this I'm a professional like I do know what I'm doing you can stand up for yourself etc so we call that a shut up and let me do it moment so can you tell us about one or a few that you might have had like that uh that basically kind of was like the the big fuel to me doing this mm. um man let me see i guess it was kind of it um shoot i'm trying to go back to like my first album what I, what made me like kind of go there and like really go after it i guess a friend of mine put out an album and <laughs> I felt like I was in that like stupid mindset of music has to be complex to be good. And I felt like my music was more complex than his. I'm like, why the heck is he for not an album? And I haven't, you know what I mean? I've been making music for da 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 da. I'm like, I need to do it. I need to just do it. So it was kind mm-hmm. of me, kind of that made me do it. Uh, that was like the initiator. And then I kind of fell out of that because like <laughs> I didn't care after like a week. <laughs> <laughs> like um you know what there's some jams in here that i'm like really fond of and i really want to like i want to be able to like support my family one day i want to be able to do this dog and like make money from music and give people these experiences of with music you know i want people to feel deeply through musical form um now i also want some rappers to put some sick bars over it at some point so it was kind of that idea that kind of fueled me to put out the first album and then the second one uh the second uh reason i was kind of like shut up and let me do it was because i had this mindset of i have music that really shows my growth that really shows that i've been cooking up stuff i've been putting in the work i've been listening to a lot of music and trying to see what it can teach me i want to showcase that and showcase my growth so that's what made me put out the second one uh, my cousin actually contacted me contacted me and he was like hey you put those albums out really closely together and i was like dog i I had a lot of stuff and I wanted to share it. I, I couldn't like just hold it in. And I was like even debating about the time with all of that. But yeah, it, it just was like, I'm, I'm filled with ideas and experiences that I want to give people. And I want to share that, you know? I think that's what it's kind of become. I, I like putting, I like giving people stories through music and allowing them to kind of figure out what the story is going to be through the music and just allowing people to do that. And like my, my music kind of has like a vibe that I've kind of started to like, and that's kind of also pushed me to keep making music and keep doing it. Um, does that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. <laughs> that's a great answer. Um, if you don't mind me asking, did you guys um, get any bit of a, I guess a trip would be, a good word for it. did you get a bit of a trip when you listen to my music or um did you go on the journey is a better word yes 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain because I I didn't know what to expect because like just for me personally because since I know you, I and I've heard you play, but it's been a while. Like we graduated high school a long time ago and then, yeah. you know, once you go off to college, it's hard to like see each other in person. Right. So I was like, "Damn, Christian put out an album. Let's go." And I was like, "Shit, dog, like this is good. <laughs> like, not that I thought it wouldn't be, but I like, yeah. you know, when something hits you like that. And that's what it's kind of been too. I feel a lot of it has been like, I, people tell me that and I'm like, if I make a good sound, why am I not getting recognition? And so like, that is also a big drive. It's like, I'm going to do this dog. I'm going to mm-hmm. put out something and it's unique. And I, I want it to be unique. I want it to be something that changes people. You know, I, all these like different things or whatever. I'm so glad you guys did it. That really makes my day and then brightens my heart. I do. Yeah. I want to listen to it again because sometimes if I listen to things the first time, I think too deeply and I miss parts. So I want to go back and listen to it again <laughs> before I'm like, it made me feel this because I'd, honestly, I don't know yet. Yeah. I, I just was working on a song this morning. Um, I did something really cool. I thought I would mention it. Um, in my bass line. Also, Julian, at some point, I want you to like really play a bass, like do an actual bass line for one of my songs. If that would be possible, that'd be so sick. Um, I have an interface. You can just like drop me files in Google Drive and I I can lay shit down for you. Very lit. I'll send you something. Yeah. Um, Hell oh, yeah. That's so exciting. But <laughs> I was working on a song and with for the bass line, I, I like like kind of doing weird stuff. I like doing things that your ear probably isn't going to predict. Um, so like what I did in the baseline is I was just hearing something. So I made like a tritone in the baseline. It sounds so sick. It's, uh, I think it's like yeah. a G to a C sharp and it's, or a G sharp to a C, I think. And it just sounds interestingly good. It like adds this cool dissonance. And I love doing stuff like that and like hiding it in the music and just like laying it down there. And I don't like add a lot, a lot of it because I want it to be something I like people to like come back to the music and like hear something different and like be like, whoa, wait a second. That wasn't in there before. Cause like, even I do it. I like listen to my teens be like, wait, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Music that gets better as you listen to it and not boring is the best. Yeah. That's what you yeah. want. I love mm-hmm. that about rap too. Cause like I'll listen, I listened to a rap song the other day and I just got a line and I've been listening to this song for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> I know it happens. Sometimes you're like, oh, God, that's what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Even songs that are so old and you've been hearing them on the radio since you were like three and you're like, oh. <laughs> Wait a second. I see. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I love when people try to interpret lyrics like literally, like when people on the internet, like it's about this person. That's so that's so dumb. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just like of all the things you could do with the songs, you're like looking for real people in them. Like, how boring is that? Yeah. The character they created. <laughs> all right, I have a very deep question for you. Oh goodness, I'm very deep. Got to go to your headspace. Yep. Very deep. <laughs> what is your favorite food? <clears throat> I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> um, <laughs> fried chicken. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just good, man. It's just good. It just slaps, you know? <laughs> if it slaps, it slaps. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do about it? <laughs> Add a rice. One of the two. Both valid answers. Yeah. Yeah. What's amazing is I already knew what his favorite food was, but I was like, I still want to ask him because I want it to be on the podcast of us being like, this question is important. What is your favorite food? And Christian going, <laughs> fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I need it. This is why I'm friends with you after high school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I still remember your favorite food, we're still friends. There it is. They know what true friendship is. If your friends don't remember your favorite food, get them out of there. <laughs> get rid of them. <laughs> oh my god! I think I've only had like I would only have like two friends if I did that. <laughs> I would have zero because every time somebody's like, "What's your favorite food?" I give them a different answer. <laughs> what is your favorite food? What is it today? I should say. What is it today? <laughs> Hmm. I was thinking about this and we were talking to somebody yesterday and his answer was tofu with yellow curry and I it reminded me of how amazing that tofu with yellow curry is especially like over rice so I'm gonna have to go with that nice Solid. yeah that actually sounds pretty good I might just be hungry but that actually sounds good <laughs> <laughs> what about you Elena I usually say cheesy potatoes, but right now it's actually like cool bean salad. So it's like rice and beans. And like, I don't even know what peppers and beans and stuff, but it's cold. So I don't have to heat it up because I'm lazy. So I just yeah. take it out the refrigerator and like eat it out of the can because I'm the only person who eats it. Low maintenance food. I like it. Low maintenance food. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good though. I like it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> All right, we're in for another left turn. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Strapped up. <laughs> what are your life goals? <clears throat> Live long and prosper, probably. <laughs> Hardcore. Um, nah. Um, pay off my student debt, dog. Like that's really all I really want, man. <laughs> <laughs> this college shit ain't it, man. <laughs> but I know. <laughs> mostly, I want to get Miracle City out really badly. I want that to mm-hmm. really be shared. There's like a whole cinematic universe to it. So I'm hopefully I can get all that out before I die and stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a big goal of mine. Uh, continuing to make music. I want to get my music in a video game really badly. Uh, that's a really big goal of mine. Um, and also working at Cartoon Network. That's super big. But more important than that is just like doing good for God, <laughs> being a good role model for people uh take care of my family that's that's the big stuff i just want enough money to do that shit <laughs> and then we gucci if we get all the other stuff lit but um don't need it i suppose yeah. i don't want it lord come on <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah that's a few things i want to do i like it yeah so that's if you cool. any video game makers send them my album <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if I do. I don't think I don't think we have like video game majors at our school. Yeah. So do you have a quote that you really like? <clears throat> um 
not offhand. I used to have one that I really liked. Uh, I think it might. Can I look one up real quick? Yes. Yeah. I think it might be one by Rebecca Sugar. She made Steven Universe. If you don't know, she's mm. a doll. Yeah, that's still a show that, as of today, I have not seen. Like, I'm very familiar with it. I know he has a gem in his belly button, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I know of Steven Universe. I've just never experienced Steven Universe. I would, um, I would suggest it. I think it's a good show, and it's one of those shows where you'll be feeling a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, I think I like this one a lot. This is by Rebecca Sugar. She says, I love thinking of cartoon characters feeling really real feelings. And I love to do that, not just as a fan, but as a creator. So if people want to look for those levels, they're actually there. I love that quote. Um, Rebecca, isn't, she's a musician too, but she doesn't mention music. But I kind of extend that to music. I like mm-hmm. people to kind of feel what they feel about music. You know what I mean? It's so subjective and that's the best part about it, dude. That's that's so cool that I can listen to something and feel something completely different than you. And or like we listen to the same thing, you know what I mean? And we feel mm-hmm. something completely different from each other and we can have these experiences um and engage with the same song and just in unique ways. And it's really awesome that that music has that capability. And same thing with cartoons that you see in the quote, cartoons have that ability to showcase these facets of human character and put them on display and allow you to reject them or accept them and just feel, you know, feeling is so important. But yeah, little quote by Rebecca Sugar. I love that. I do. I really like that because, yeah, like music. I love cartoons. It depends upon your like lived experience too, the way that you experience things. Yeah. It's like no two people will ever watch the same scene in a movie and be like, I felt the same exact same way about this yeah. or listen to that. Yeah. And it's, that's kind of like even a, like the life motto, just being aware. Yeah. It's like having that humility and walking with that and being able to be like, hey, dog, I do not know exactly what you go through, but power to you, brother. You got it. <laughs> we in this world. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I also, um, if I can go back to the cartoons for just a moment. Of course. Yeah. Um, another reason that I love to make cartoons it's kind of, it's definitely a bigger goal at hand. It's really like <laughs> inspire change in a, a subtle way. Cause like the same way that like kids love cartoons, they can just laugh at it. They don't notice anything about it. Mm-hmm. There are some crucial lessons I've probably learned from cartoons that I've subtly grasped as a child that I didn't exactly get, you know, just being a nicer person. I probably learned that from like SpongeBob, you know, who's nice to everybody, you know, regardless. Yeah. And it's like, that's absurd to think about, but it's true. Uh, no one knows how the human brain truly works. And this stuff that we get, um, the stuff we get as we're younger and whatever, I think that that really impacts us. And so being able to show cartoons and show people of like, for me, race is like a big thing that I want to talk about. And really, I want more black characters or color characters in like animation. So I want to mm-hmm. have that um, accessible and have kids be able to like relate to the different characters of different, vastly different backgrounds and be able to find people they can relate to and understand that people come from different walks of life, but it's okay. You know, we all walk in the same life together and sometimes you got to work together to defeat the big bad guy at the end of the movie, you know? And 
that's a big mm-hmm. message that I want to send and just like subtly tell people that it's okay to be different. It's fine. <laughs> that's what makes life so special. I, I really, really love that. Cause I, I like one of the biggest reasons that I still watch cartoons and I'll still watch cartoons that, cause it's one thing to rewatch cartoons that you watched when you were little. And then it's another to watch new cartoons yeah. that like, you know, big adults might be like, why are you watching that? You're too old for that or like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, it gives me faith in humanity, okay? To know that there's cartoons that are out here like doing good shit and that little kids are watching that, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, seeing the inclusive media that my younger siblings, my siblings, I do not have that younger siblings, younger cousins are getting is like... <laughs> thank god (laughs) yeah and like so we we still have a long way to go but the fact that we're at least starting to change a little bit is yeah good there's Mm -hmm. uh there's a show on cartoon network called craig of the creek um and it's about this like black kid and his family and they live in um they live in this house or whatever but the cool part is the creek he goes and hangs out there for all his friends and stuff there's this one episode where he's sick and so he can't go and hang out with his friends at the creek. Of course, they're doing the funnest activities on this day. So instead, he's stuck in the house with his mom. So he and his mom are stuck in the house. And he's like, I hate it in here. So she, like, does all these fun day activities for him. They make up for it. They, like, hang out. They play video games. All the great stuff. And it was, I, uh, I like, end up, like, getting all teary-eyed during the uh, episode just because it was so it like touched home so well for me because me I'm a mama's boy so I'm really close to my mom and it was so awesome to see a show really connect with that really connect with me as a 20 year old man uh being like oh I love my mommy <laughs> I miss her <laughs> you know and being like that's I don't know like being able to connect like that is so cool so very sick yeah a black character so like it made it easier for me to like do that and that's that inclusivity like you mentioned is so important you know mm-hmm. I love that. That's super cool. Um, we'll have to get and watch cartoons sometimes, guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When we can actually see people face to face, when we can breathe near people and not be dangerous. <laughs> I know. What <laughs> 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 oh, are these days? What are these days? All right. I got one more question for you. Oh, awesome. What is your favorite album? Of all time? Oh. If you had to pick one, yes. Oh, man. So, oh, gosh. It's a Beatles album. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's between Magical Mystery Tour or Sgt. Pepper, I think. Fair. I think Magical Mystery Tour, my favorite song is I'm the Walrus by the Beatles. So I, I, I got to give it to that one. God, it's such a good album. And also, the movie is completely ridiculous. <laughs> so, since you said that, I I totally forgot about this. I have to send you... I have to find it first. I always have a hard time finding it. But I have to send you a sound file. It's Grant... Well, two. I'll send you both because they're both wonderful. But oh one of them is me speaking the words to I am a walrus over grant doing his piano recital and we made it sound like it's like an old like radio broadcast vibe that's and it's 
hysterical and we handed that in as like a assignment like that was homework that's amazing <laughs> you send that to me asap <laughs> i will julian what's the other one Oh, it's, hey the, now, you're a rock star. <laughs> yeah, so that was, so me saying I am the walrus was Grant's assignment, and then Grant saying the words, like, really inspirationally of All-Star uh, <laughs> over my recital, which was us playing um, so, the jazz song So What by Miles Davis, and, like, Grant's playing piano and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end of playing the jazz song, uh we go into back in black because it's also in Dorian. We just like moved it up a key or whatever. Nice. Um, so it's it's basically we made it sound like Grant giving an inspirational speech in a hall. <laughs> yeah. That <was> <laughs> so that that was my assignment. Because I walked in, I was like, because they were playing it over the speaker in class, and I was like, why, why? why? Like, I didn't have any other questions. I was just like, why? <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. I do have a fun note to say. Fun fact, so like I don't have a MIDI keyboard. I don't know if I mentioned that. So I don't have a MIDI keyboard, so I had to do all the music for the album, basically, on the actual keys of my uh, laptop. So like I've been playing keyboard on my laptop keys. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm really (laughs) proud of the product that came out. Thank God, it's hard to do music like that. (laughs) (laughs) Came out good, though. Yay! <laughs> Fun fact of the day. Damn. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I'm just not over that because I know I tried to do that on Logic and that was difficult. <laughs> I did not like doing it. Yeah, that's what I'm using. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you for listening to Backbeat Conversations. We've got a new episode every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all streaming platforms. And thank you to Christian Davis for talking with us today. Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Backbeat Conversations, signing off. Check out Witch Weather, a queer indie punk band, wherever you get your music.